I've had five-year-olds that are that do better than the parents because it's all about your tone inflections. So mm. if you if you say your commands, then you're just asking the dog, please sit for me. So there's some kids out there, like you know, some little kids that that are like, all right, I got this. Let's go. Come on, sit. <laughs> so it's really, really important to <clears throat> incorporate them them into the training and um make it fun make it fun fun for the dog and make it fun for for the kids as well this is the m squared podcast featuring author miranda mathis you will hear tips tricks and inspiration that will help you raise and educate little ones who are happy safe and kind enjoy the show Hello, and welcome back to the one and only M Squared Books podcast. I'm producer Sarah, and with me is author Miranda Mathis. How are you doing, Miranda? I am well. Thank you for asking. Good, good. We are also joined here today with Sherry Marquez. Hey, Sherry. So good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, hello. (laughs) Hi, Sherry. Now, Sherry is here to talk about dog training. Um, We know furry family members can be so important to the family, and they can also cause a lot of stress as well uh, for various reasons, um, especially for busy parents with little kiddos running around. Um, I'm so excited to hear some of the tips on that will maybe help simplify the training Mm -hmm. process and maybe involve kids in that process. Um, and bring the whole family closer, even the fuzzy ones. So um, Sherry, before we launch into the questions, can you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hello, my name is Sherry Marquez. I am the dog mystic and I have been training dogs for 22 years. And within my 22 years of training dogs, thousands, over thousands of dogs. Um, My mission is to keep them in their forever home and um, just teach owners how to create that everlasting bond with their dog so they stay in their forever home. And bringing peace to the home is extremely important, especially when there's plenty of problems, you know, that can arise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Love that. Well, I'm so happy you said that because sadly I hear that there are a good number of families that have to rehome a dog or a pet for some behavioral issues. And I'm sure it's heartbreaking for some to have to do that. But what are some of the common issues you can share with us that you see when it comes to dog training? And how can families avoid these tough situations? Well, I mean, even though there are certain characteristics of the breeds that are the same, every single dog is different. So the problems that typical puppy problems are housebreaking. So the dog is peeing all over the place um, or pooping and um, jumping up, chewing, barking, Play biting, running out the door. So it, it all depends on, on the dog and the personality. And like, you know, you got to realize that a, a dog's mind and a child's mind are 
it's almost exactly the same. If they know they can get away with something, they're going to push it for everything that they can. And more or less, like they're, they're like two-year-olds. Like, I know I'm annoying you, so I'm just going to keep on doing it. <laughs> so um, I don't use treats. So that's the... Um, because if you give a dog a treat for every single thing that they do, they're going to expect it. And then if you don't have a treat, then they're going to look at you like, yeah, whatever. You don't have a treat, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, you know, it's just very important not to bribe them to do something. Okay. Um, what's, what, what's something people tend to misunderstand about dogs or their pets in general? They give them too much freedom. So we, there's so many people that try to, um, to mentally think that like, oh, you know, let me give them all this freedom. If they have too much freedom, then they can, then when you're not watching them, then they just sneak off and run to the other part of the house and have an accident or start chewing on something. So the most important thing is to keep the dog on a watch, which is on the leash inside the house. So it sounds very, very silly, but you have control when that leash is on. So keeping them on a watch and when you can't, then you can find. So confine can be a crate. It can be a playpen um, or in like, you know, a laundry room or, or a bathroom. But I mean, it's extremely important to confine so the dog doesn't have the freedom. Is there a point that you allow the dog to have more freedom than he did as far as his confinement? Well, I mean, like it, whether it's a puppy or a rescue dog, then it's all a trust issue because let's say if you leave the house for 15 minutes, then, <clears throat> and you don't want to try it out until the dog is, or the puppy is about six months because in between six and nine months, that's their terrible twos. So they become more defined around that time. So mm. even if you try it out at six months, because the dog could be perfectly housebroken at six months, especially the sometimes, not all, but most males are easier to housebreak than the females. So at that six month period, let's say you're giving them a chance, but they're chewing on everything, then you can't trust them. So it's all, it all depends on the dog. So you can't feel bad about confining your dog because you don't want your, um, your furniture chewed up or them chewing on wires and God forbid get um, electrocuted and you know, you're not home. So what's, what are you going to do? <laughs> so you know it's 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 the same you got to put it in the same mentality of having a baby you would not put a baby on the floor and let them put everything in their mouth a puppy is the same thing everything that they see everything that they can put in their mouth they're going to put in their mouth mm -hmm. so you want to keep them as safe as possible so confining them is just their for your own sanity and for mm -hmm. their safety Okay. What do you think about involving kids and training the family dog or dogs? How do you recommend and how do you recommend doing it? It's so important. It's so important to involve them because uh, 
you want it to be a family thing. So um, the best thing is to, let's say if, if it's a hyper small dog or if it's a bigger dog, then you start out the training with, with the, the children inside the house. So at least if they drop the leash, then the dog is not running off and, <laughs> and you know, you're, then you're chasing after the dog. So, um, so it's so important to get them involved. And I mean, I've had five-year-olds that are, that do better than the parents because it's all about your tone inflections. So mm. if, you, if you say your commands, then you're just asking the dog, please sit for me. So there's some kids, that, like, you know, some little kids that, that are like, all right, I got this. Let's go. Come on, sit. <laughs> so it's really, really important to <clears throat> incorporate them, them into the training and um, make it fun. Make it fun fun for the dog and make it fun for, for the kids as well. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a fun a fun family thing to do together. Now you mentioned something about treats. So if if you're not using treats or what is it that you can do to or use to motivate them? Just high pitched noises. So I mean, like, you know, when when um when you're teaching a puppy, then you can like you can use the treat to lure them. So like let's say like if you have the leash, then you're kind of pulling up and back on the leash for the sit command. And then with your, with your, um, with the treat near their nose, then you go up. So as they look up, it kind of like rocks them into, into the sit. And for like, you know, a young puppy, you can push their butt down like, you know, a, a couple of times, but you don't want to give them the treat every single time. So once they know the command, then if you repeat, keep on repeating the, the sit command, sit, it, then again you're asking instead of commanding and instead of instead of repeating then you get the no in between so it's one time sit you give them like three seconds to sit on their own and then with the leash then you slightly pull pull back on the leash nope sit nope sit nope and then think of sit and stay as one word sit stay and then to break the stay then you have the come command come sit and then Yay, that's a praise. <laughs> so they're getting the praise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're getting the praise and the pet instead of the treat. So it's just the there's just the excitement because whatever whatever you're thinking and feeling goes from you through the leash and to the dog. So they feel your excitement and like, ooh, do it something right. <laughs> so true. They they want your um they want your attention and your your, your confidence and praise. <laughs> we want it, you know, we want it as humans. So I'm yeah, sure they put exactly. it too. <laughs> so tell me, um, when it comes to fear, how do you feel with fear when it comes to dogs and humans and people in general? How do you deal with fear? Or how can well, someone I'm, overcome it? If, um, for example, if I, because I was, because I, my, um, I, I was working with my, my ex-husband and he, and I was the one that was always, uh, 
taking on the aggressive dogs. It was like, it was like an adrenaline rush. Like, yeah, that's no problem. So, um, so it's, it's more or less like Cesar Milan says, calm, assertive energy. So even though your heart is racing, then once you're holding on to the leash, then you're just as calm as possible. You're as calm as possible and just observing the whole situation. Because I mean, like, you know, if, if um, anytime, especially like a, a, an aggressive dog or a reactive dog, if you're holding on to the leash and you show them any kind of fear, then automatically, then they're just like, like I got you. Be, because like I said, whatever you're thinking and feeling goes from you through the leash and to the dog. So they know in a split second, they have that sixth sense. Wow. So when they know, when they know that you're, you're scared of them or of their reaction, then they're going to react even more. So it's more or less just like, yes, it's okay to feel the fear inside your body, but that's where the breathing is so important of just taking a deep breath, taking a deep breath, being aware of your environment. I'm like, all right, I got this. No problem. Is there any suggestions? I know sometimes kids like to approach dogs and I know when I have my dog out, I'm not sure when it comes to kids. Is it something that we should just allow them to approach or just since we know our own animals, we should know what to do or how to react in certain situations. Cause I think I do believe they feel your energy. So when you're walking your dog and there's a child or a family, um, what should you do? What do you suggest? Well, I mean, it, it's not only, it's not only the child, it's the adult as well. Um, their first reaction is to put their hand out and go above the head and that's scary for any size dog. It's like, whoa, that hand is coming straight towards me. So if the if the child is coming running to you and your dog is it all depends on your dog too. If your dog is is so excited to see kids, then you're allowing them to both like, you know, get to to their level. But especially if the, if the child is running towards you, then more or less put up your hand and like, wait, 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 wait. So then you can explain to them, I know that you're excited to see him to see him or her. And he's really excited to see you, but I need to teach you how to pet the dog. So what I want you to do is wait. I, I know you're excited, but wait one second. What I want you to do is put up, put up your hands. So your hand is like you're you're petting under the, the chin, just like you're petting a cat. So mm. what I want you to do is is bend down. And put out your hand. So then the dog, my dog, can actually smell, come up to you, smell your hand. And most of the time, a friendly dog will smell the person's hand, give a lick of like, all right, cool, you're you're good. And then allow the, the pet. So I mean, like, you know, it, it it's it's really important for you just to like stop the situation with the child because like two. When the child, like when when a child is coming up to them too fast, it's like whoa, <laughs> you know. Even even if even if the dog is like, yeah, like you know, so it's it's double energy, you know. But it's really really important to tell people 
and children, like adults and children, to pet from under the chin and not from over. Because especially if you have a fearful dog that's that was a rescue and who knows what happened to them when when um when they were younger before you got them, then that's every single situation like that is is gonna be a negative for them. So you always want to stop the person. And I mean, like, you know, most adults, hey, can I pet your dog? Yes, do me a favor though, put your hand out. So um, so he can he can smell your hands and then pet from under under the, the chin. Under the okay. chin, but above the head. I have one last last question. Do you have um, a favorite story about families navigating dog training successfully? Well, I mean, there's so many families that they call me and that is their last resort. They're like, we're getting rid of this dog if this doesn't work. And I'm like, no, you cannot get rid of the dog and it'll be perfectly fine. So that's the beautiful thing about how it's just so, so rewarding to change their stress levels around you know it's 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 more or less like no you're not getting rid of, of the dog and like this dog is uh, driving me I, I'm, I'm ready to give it, get rid of him like I can't I can't stand it I'm like okay cool let me let me let me get in there and 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 I mean like you know it, it, if our uh if our schedules don't um like I can't can't do it that day or like you know the next day then I'm like, all right. So what I want you to do is, is that I walk them through the whatever situation, or, um, <clears throat> or I make the housebreaking schedule even before I get to to the house. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's more or less like, all right, just just uh, relax and everything. Everything will be fine, and and I, you know, that's that's just my mission. I want to keep dogs in their forever home, and. There's too many, there's too many dogs that are in rescues and, or, you know, that need to be adopted that are absolutely amazing. And, you know, people give up because they don't have the patience. So you have to have the patience. And as long as you have the patience, then they're angels. They're angels placed on this earth to just give us love and bring us into that present moment. Get us out of their monkey, our monkey minds and like, come on. Focus on me, nothing else. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for um, being a wonderful guest. Sarah, I'm going to turn this over to you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, Sherry, this is really, really helpful stuff. And I love your mission. It's very near and dear to me as a, a dog lover myself. And I was just wondering, do you have a dog? I do. I have, I have two dogs and, um, and then other animals as well. So I got a house full, but, um, so I have two dogs and one labradoodle. That's more of a lab than a doodle, (laughs) a poodle. And, uh, yes, they're amazing. They're my, my demo dogs and they're fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so before we get to the very last question that I have for you, um, can you tell us a little bit about your business, your book, and how listeners can connect with you if they have any questions or want to learn more about dog training? 
Thank you so much. So um, I was in home for 22 years. And then once COVID hit, that was my chance to pivot to the online space. I, I wanted to do that for over 10 years. And it was like a perfect opportunity. So I created some uh, online courses um, on my website, the dog mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C.com, the dog mystic.com. Um, I have um, a free course. It's a free problem solving course, dog training course. And then I have other, other courses as well. And a workshop about dog behavior and you can sign up for my membership site for just being a part of the dog mystic Academy. <laughs> and, um, I did write a book. It's a question and answer reference book. It's called happy dogs equal happy homes. It's a problem solving techniques book. And more or less, you could read the book from front to cover, or you can look at the table of contents, see what problems that you're having, read the, the information. And then there's a QR code that sends you to the video to watch along with what you just read. So, oh, wow. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. That sounds wow. like an awesome resource. Yes. <laughs> I might have to check that out. <laughs> I, I need to. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, cool. So um, one last thing that we always do, we like to leave people with um, an action item or two that they can act on the information that we learned in the episode. So what are one or two things parents can do this week to work on dog training skills and maybe even involve their kids in it? So the leash is your tool. You're in control when the leash is on. Um, if your dog is being defiant or totally not listening, put the leash on. And um, everybody, every dog trainer has their own preference, but I use a collar instead of a halter, just because when you think of sled dogs, as soon as the halter goes on, then it gives them that, that dominance of like, ha ha, big and bad, you know? So the main thing with with the with the collar is you just have more control to um, to lead the dog wherever you want them to to go. So there's always slack in the leash, and the the collar is is not tight. Like as long as you can get your fingers underneath, then it's not going to cause any damage to the trachea. Just get like a nylon um, a nylon or leather collar mm -hmm. and you know, the collars, you just have more control with the collar than the, the halter. Okay, great. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on the show. And we are, I, I think we could probably have you on again and ask even more questions because this was really awesome. helpful. <laughs> yes, that would love to. That would, oh, great, 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 yes. great. <laughs> That's wonderful to hear because I I love inviting guests back because I'm I'm sure we come up with more questions like she said and also there are updates and you'll have new things to tell us and more success stories so we would love to hear all about it so I'm yeah. happy that you would come and join us again and this was wonderful this was absolutely phenomenal and thank you thank, thank you, you so much thank you. Yes, it would be my pleasure. So have a wonderful day, evening, awesome. wherever you're tuning in from. So thank you. 
All right. Be well and be safe. Thanks, Harry. Thanks for listening. Head over to msquarebooks.com where you can find all the latest books and hear about upcoming events like live readings. See you next time.